So obviously want to talk about the upcoming headlining tour in our market, which I'm really pumped about. Talk a little music, talk a little wrestling fandom. And, you know, I was sitting here thinking about this, uh, thinking about you as a performer. Been doing this now for 10 years. And I'm kind of curious, is there two different modes of Jamie and a uh, Code Orange show? Or is it just one mode? Like when you go out on a stage, regardless of the stage, is it just the balls to the wall attacked? Or do you try to uh, shape your show for the audience you're playing for? Whether you're playing for Knotfest or Coachella, does it make any difference for you? Or is it all just one show? Yeah, it makes a difference. I mean, we, we're going to go full bore, you know, no matter what. But, you know, psychologically, I definitely want to get the audience into it. But at the same time, don't want to sacrifice any prime elements of what we're there to do in our show and our songs and our vibe. But uh, I'm definitely learning a lot doing these kinds of tours. You know, the club stuff is much different than like opening up for corn or doing Coachella or definitely have to apply different skills to the different environments. But we want to give them our, you know, energy wise, the energy is always going to be on 10. And, you know, speaking of different environments, I mean, no way to not talk about with you, not Fest Los Angeles. Uh, imagine that was probably one of your first times playing in a big stadium like that. And take me back to that day and recap that show for me from your eyes. It was an insane stadium. We always love getting opportunities like that because I think uh, contrary to what it may seem on the surface, I think we're actually really great in those kind of environments. I think we're even sometimes our best in that kind of environment. It was a ton of fun. Like, it was an insane rush. Uh, always wish, you know, we could play a little bit later, play to a little bit more people, but what we did get to do was awesome, and it was another good learning experience for something like this. And we're getting to the point where we can play in just about any environment and like make it happen and even though we have a lot of songs that are, can be pretty extreme i think we can pull people into them with our presence and with uh, how much we commit to it you know yeah and i think you got enough diversity especially in the last couple albums where you can yeah. pull somebody in with with uh you know bleeding the blur or something like that a little bit more of a uh, an inviting tune <laughs> than hitting them over the head all the time yeah well yeah i mean we that's what we are you know we are our dna is many different things it's never been one thing even our I Am King album, like our first real album, there's a song called Dreams and Inertia that borrows from heavy alternative rock and shoegaze, almost, and there's a lot of electronics on the record. And we, you'll never see a Code Orange record that's like, it's all heavy and all heavy, you know? That's not interesting to me. We really enjoy dynamics and we love heavy music, but we're trying to sprinkle something fresh with what we're doing. And I don't think that hitting them over the head 14 times is fresh to me. So try to do a bunch of different things all at once. Yeah, and I love it. And I love the big code orange blender of music that you produce. And, you know, getting into the uh, the headlining show, we got you at the Glass House on April the 20th and a hell of a lineup. And I was going to mention, you know, some NotFest uh, friends of yours vended opening up the show on that tour and and also Loathe we got to look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, the, to getting out with those guys for sure. Vended, uh, the singer's the son of my friend Corey and their new band and... They put on a good performance there, and me and Corey have a good relationship, and I've seen them show us love and support, and I thought it would be a cool way to get their feet wet and see what they got and put, really put them in the, the hardcore 40 shows in a row environment, and I think they're going to do great. Um, Loathe is a killer band and making a lot of waves, especially overseas, and I know that, again, you know they've showed us a lot of love, too. I think we do our headline shows. We really want to play with bands that enjoy our music, you know, and that's kind of the primary thing right now you know it's that we want to be part of an environment on tour where we all feel like we're all enjoying each other's stuff and pushing each other so i'm really it's going to be great i can't wait we're going to bring it 100 percent. 
Yeah, and opposed to the, the like the tour that you're on now with Corn and Chevelle in an opening role, or the Notfest show when you're opening role, is this headlining show at the Glass House? Is this a underneath tour, or is this going to be kind of a, a sample of everything of Code Orange tour? We'll definitely primarily play, I think, songs from underneath, but it'll definitely be a sample of everything. I mean, I kind of wish that we were able to do like an underneath, underneath tour, but, you know, two and a half years down the road, it doesn't necessarily feel as pertinent as it would have, you know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely a mix. You know, we have a new single that was cracking in some new worlds. You know, all underneath will be a, a big primary part of the set, seven, eight songs off that for sure, no question. So, you know, for most of the shows, we're going to have a, an awesome visual component, killer light show we've been working really hard on you know nothing phoned in we never phoned it in ever never no shows no cities no songs love it or hate it we go for it 100 percent. so we're, we're gonna bring it i love it man cannot wait and, and speaking of shows and a headlining show i'm doing an hour hour and a half do you have you even thought about that yet have you even put together the set list yet because oh, we put from- together this set months ago yeah we're looking <laughs> to be about an hour i mean we can't i don't even know if we can the way we perform currently, I don't even know how you could go more than an hour without dying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's about an hour. Maybe when we get further down the road and the stage shows a little bit different, it can go longer. If you've noticed, you know, a lot of these guys with these really long shows, there's many breaks, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't got any breaks really. It's just go, go, go. So, yeah, probably a little less than an hour. I'm hoping we'll get to hear uh, Out for Blood at that one and maybe some other new sure. music because there's no way you're sitting around, a guy as creative as you and your band, there's no way you're not sitting around producing music throughout this whole time. Yeah, no, definitely you'll hear Out for Blood. You definitely won't hear anything else because it's we don't like to we don't tr- we don't like to do trickling you know it's all comes with intent and purpose and theme and uh they're part of you know out for blood is a standalone single it's not part of any project that we have coming it's just kind of something to feed the streets and try to open up some new doors and do a song that we thought would be really fun to play live and kind of explore some influences we haven't explored because i think our albums are very very serious and out for blood it's about as fun, quote unquote, as you're going to get with a Code Orange song, you know. <laughs> so we were kind of envisioning almost like mixing kind of like an industrial banger with something hard and uh, something that gets you really fired up, you know. So uh, we'll be playing that song for sure. And we got stuff to come, but it's got to come out with intent for sure. So we'll get to that right after this. Yeah, see, that's what I was hoping. Headlining tour, new album, you know, because the Out for Blood came out pretty quickly right after Not Fest Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, this is the first single. And then by the time the tour no, rolls no. around, we'll have a whole album coming out or at least some info. No, but- we, you know, we're, we're watching other genres of music. You know, other genres of music don't always play it like that. You know, rock and metal obviously has to, and the kids respond the best when you do. So I get why. But, you know, other genres, people throw out singles all the time and, and feel it out and get their feet wet and it's not even a thing but in rock it's definitely like you put out a single you put out an album and if you don't it kind of gets swept under the rug and that's kind of a hard cycle to break I don't think that we really did break that but I think that uh, we gave it a shot and and I love the song so we don't want to just bleed eras into each other you know the next thing we do will have its own distinct look, sound, visual, and feel, and it'll feel like a moment. As much as we can make it a moment, you know, a little culture. And that's what it needs to be. It can't just be, you know, a director doesn't put out a movie and then another overlapping movie that's half-assed, you know, a year later or whatever. So that's kind of the way we try to look at it. It needs to have its own distinct universe so it will for sure is it going to have a, a concept like uh, underneath it or is it going to be more just standalone songs it'll have a concept because they're it's all kind of part of the same 
world, you know, the albums. And we continue to build on that. But those, that world is, is 100% informed by things that are going on with us as a band and me personally. So it's not as much of like a fantastical concept. When I write this stuff, it's almost like, try to write it uh, almost two meanings to every line, every word. You know, there's maybe something that you could follow narratively, and then there's something that's deeply personal. So that's what we try to balance the scale with. But yeah, I think we're going to continue down that path. I don't think we'll ever just throw out a bunch of songs. I'm not really into that. And it'll be a, a full album, not an EP or four or five songs. You're still into the album concept. We'll see if we do do an EP. I want to do something classic. I want to do something like you know, Jar of Flies or Broken or the cla- a lot of, a, a lot of the EPs that we love. Where maybe it's an EP, but it feels like an album in terms of it's, it has its theme, it has its look, it has its sound, you know, and you remember it. That's hard to do, I feel, nowadays, but I'd love to do both, so we'll see what happens. Or an we e- have a lot of songs right now. An EP like Broken, maybe? Yeah, that's a great example. I mean, there's been a lot of classic EPs. It doesn't happen as much now, I feel, but uh, especially in a lot of those stuff we like. Hell yeah. Some classic ones, for sure. Speaking of things we like, I wanted to touch base with you, and it's kind of bummer to read that uh, Triple H retiring from wrestling, your, your old amigo, and I know you've known him over the years, got to play that show during the pandemic, thanks to him, and he's always included you, but uh, but you were sad to see him hanging up the boots for good. Obviously, I don't know him on a super personal level or anything, but I've obviously had some awesome experiences with him, and uh, he's a great dude to us, and grew up watching him, and hopefully he's healthy, and happy and everything's all right that's definitely the most important thing he's he's obviously made his mark so yeah he's good to go you know but he's he's awesome meeting him and hanging out with him was like an insane dream i used to go to wrestling and truly sit in the last last row you know and then all of a sudden we're in the front row you know with austin <laughs> triple h or whatever and we're playing it's, it's just one of those things man really freaking cool have you been enjoying the uh the dark side of the ring series on i think it's on vice or whatever i eat that all that stuff up i love it it's a great show it's a great show kind of sad but it's a great show yeah, it's crazy to see some of those stories. I had no idea about, like, and still learning. I have them all T-boat up and just going through them one by one when I can because they're so good. Yeah, they're amazing. I absolutely love them. And uh, speaking of bummer news, no way not to touch upon it, with, especially with you being a, a drummer, but uh, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's really sad. It's really sad. It sucks, dude. I mean, obviously, I didn't know him at all, so... Don't want to act like I did, but the first concert I ever went to, one of the first concerts I ever went to actually was Food Fighters with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that's, it's sad for sure. Being a drummer, what did you pick up from him drumming wise or did notice about him or, or give him props for? What did what stood out about his playing? He's an amazing drummer. I mean, if you're Dave Grohl as a drummer, you know, you're, <laughs> you're a great drummer, amazing drummer. I mean, he had star power. I was saying this to the guys uh, yesterday. It's like, even if you're not like a Foo Fighters fan, like you don't even say to yourself, like, I'm a Foo Fighters fan, right? You've had a moment with one of those songs, whether it's Everlong, or you've probably had a moment driving where you straight up just teared up with an that. So <laughs> they've left quite the mark. And uh, yeah, like like I said, don't want to act like I knew him or at all in any way, but uh, respect to him from afar and respect to his family and everything. And speaking of uh, drummers and, and new drummers, uh, and you being a drummer, you have replaced yourself in your own band and brought in Max Portnoy to play drums. I, I bet you're looking oh, yeah. over his shoulder the same way that uh, Grohl was looking over Taylor Hawkins' uh, shoulder the same way. Yeah, that's an awesome comparison. Um, um, yeah, he's a great drummer, man, and he's a great kid. And we're a family, and we're 
definitely letting him into that family slowly, but he's down for the ride, you know? So as long as he keeps it up and we'll love for him to be really full-time a part of this whole thing, it keeps going the way it is, which so far it's going really well. So I love the kid, man. He's he certainly... And he loves Code Orange. That's why I joined. Like, Code Orange was like his favorite band, straight up. Wow. And he was just down. You know, it's hard in this game. It's hard. Like you said, we've been doing this for a long time. We're still very young, thankfully, because we started so young. For those who don't know, you know, we started when we were teenagers. I think it's tough to make your way and cut through the cloth and get where you're trying to go. But to know that I we had some kind of impact on a kid like that, you know, that means it's just a lot in itself. So. Is he uh, playing the drums on the new material, or is that still your department and just doing the live stuff for now, Max is? You know, out for blood, I did the drums, but Lord, I would love for him to get involved, for sure. I think I'll still do some stuff, but I would love for him to do some of it, for sure, yeah, for sure. You ever find yourself like doing like air drum fills like in between scenes? <laughs> well, I always think about drums. Like I'm always doing like bass drum with my teeth and snare with my tongue and coming up with beats and I don't really miss playing drums at all, but I always think from a drumming perspective. Don't miss lugging them in and out of every show either. No, nah, I really don't at all. I really don't <laughs> miss much about it, period, to be honest. It kind of sucks. So, it's way cooler to be a singer. I'm being real, dude. <laughs> way better. Jamie, I appreciate all the time. Last thing I got to hit you with, man. We're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory Metallica every single night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. So I wanted to talk a little Metallica with you. I'm not sure if you've had the chance to share a stage with them uh, at any of the festivals or anything, but certainly a band that's had an impact on you. Oh, definitely. I actually just watched Some Kind of Monster with my girlfriend the other night because she had never seen it. And she was like, this is insane. That movie is awesome, man. It's really great. It's one of the best like music documentaries documentaries ever. Metallica's awesome. I grew up more of a punk kid, so always when I was like 10 or 11, I was like, oh, Metallica, but, but like growing up being a teenager, it's like an adult, it's like Metallica's, what is there to say? You know, everybody knows. So much respect to them. I would love to share the stage with them. Obviously, if they ever came calling, we would come running. I don't know if they've <laughs> ever heard of us or anything. Probably not, but I would love to play with them one day. They're my guitar player, Dom's favorite band of all time. Not even close. He wears metallic shirts like every day. Absolute legends. Hopefully one day we'll get to play with them, man. I mean, I know my boys Gojira did. I know that they always have their ear to the ground, so hopefully they like something we do at some point. I know we do a little bit of crazy stuff, so sometimes a lot of the old school brothers, I don't think they really always pick up what we're doing, but hopefully... Hopefully they would. I would love to play with them. Yeah, I mean, and look at the career and legacy that they have built. I mean, I think that'd be an inspiration for any band, regardless of genre. Of course, and I think we would kill that crowd. I think we would kill that crowd. No question, we would win a lot of that crowd. It would be unbelievable. So if we ever get the opportunity, I mean, we're there. It's not even a question. I don't even care where it is, but everybody would be, you know. Of course. We're just, we're waiting for it. Now, the tough part, you got to pick a tune to play. What Metallica song can we play for you for Mandatory Metallica? Hmm, I could go... I love the Black Album, man. Dude, what Metallica did with the Black Album is very inspirational to me because I know that they, you know, I wasn't there, but I know they fought through a lot of a lot of haters and doubters with that one and mm. made something that's just like as classic as any genre of music album ever after they had already made classics slightly more underground but you know i was just reading a list of like killer metal power ballads let's go nothing else matters one of the greatest ballads of all time awesome going for a ballad wow wouldn't have guessed that out at jamie morgan of code orange but i love it man you never know what you're gonna get listen if you ever want to hear another killer ballad check out sulfur surrounding from our last album underneath yeah um, definitely uh, the gods kill uh floods nothing else matters we were very in that mindset for that one so 
Yeah, no, I love it, dude. Uh, underneath was my album of the year of 2020, and that's why I was hoping we were getting oh, a new man. one in in 22. Because I'm I'm thirsty for some more Code Orange. And I, dude, thank you for that. That means a lot, honest to God. Hell yeah, man, that's killer. I appreciate that support. I swear to you, when we have another album, if it can't smash that one in some way, shape, or form, it ain't coming out. So <laughs> we're, the next one we do, it'll be different, but we're gonna try to top it. We have to try. We have to try. Thank you so much for the time. Can't wait to see you out there at the Glass House. Thank you, man. Thank you for supporting us and spreading the word, bro. We got a lot to grow, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Trust me. I'll be right there with there. my with my uh, torch in hand. Let's go. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jamie. Have a good one. Safe travels. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.